Today, we're talking about a fantastic new film called The Swimmers, which explores sisterhood in more ways than one. Here's real-life Olympic swimmer Yusra Mardini, whose story is told in the film. The movie shows the struggle of becoming a refugee, the, uh, the struggle of being okay with being, with being called a refugee. I struggled with it so long, you can see in the movie, because I wasn't educated well about it. Like, I don't think in Syria or Lebanon you're educated about refugees in a good way. Like, in general, all around the world, I think it should be put in the educational systems so kids can understand what a refugee is, how to deal with them, that it's not bad to be different, different is unique. I also speak to director Sally El Husseini and to actors Natalie and Manal Issa. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I'm going to get that gun of mine and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Some people call me a freak. I hate that word. I don't believe in it. Better yet, I don't believe in labels. You know, I think you're the only girl in the world that can stand on a stage with a spotlight in her eye and still see a diamond inside a man's pocket. Because I'm up at five every morning working my ass off. Does someone want to just tell me to my face you're never going to give me the scores I deserve? Welcome to Girls on Film. I'm Anna Smith, and today we're talking about the new Netflix film, The Swimmers. It tells the astonishing true story of Yusra and Sara Mardini, sisters and champion swimmers who fled war-torn Syria. He says he can get us on a boat to Greece. There's no more room in the boat! Their swimming skills helped them to save their fellow refugees from drowning and they ended up in Germany where they pursued their talent for swimming. Yusra went on to compete in the 2016 Rio Olympics. Played in the film by real-life siblings Natalie and Manal Issa, the girl's story is an uplifting and inspiring look at sisterhood, compassion, bravery and the refugee experience. I heard you both had to escape a war. We're forming an Olympic refugee team for Rio. We have a lot of work to do. You should do it. There's so much more than an Olympian. Ready? There's also a postscript to the film. Sarah Mardini is now a humanitarian worker who's been helping refugees in Greece. She's been charged with smuggling and her trial is currently on hold. My first interviewee is director and co-writer Sally El Husseini, whose last film was the London set drama My Brother the Devil. Well, Sally, welcome to Girls on Film. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about The Swimmers. I absolutely loved this film. I cried, I was deeply moved, and also found it very uplifting. Thank you for sharing this story with us. When did you first come across the story of Yusra? So I first heard about Yusra when she was at the Rio Olympics. I think she was in the news and I'd read about her then. But then it wasn't until um, Wicked Title contacted me and they had a screenplay and they were looking for a director um, that I read Jack's script. And uh, I was working on something else at the time and thought I probably wouldn't end up doing it. And thought, oh, well, I better just quickly give this a quick read <laughs> and then turn it down. Um, and it, mainly because I was so tunnel vision on my own film and I felt I always have this thing where I never want to make a film I've seen before. And so I felt a bit like, oh, that's the underdog story of a refugee to an Olympian. And it, um, coming from working title, I had maybe a preconceived idea that it would be done in a 
certain way. And then when I saw that there were, Sarah existed and what her story was, and it, that, that this was about two heroes, an obvious one and an unsung one, I was just captivated by that sister relationship. And I kind of Googled Yusra and Sarah. And when I saw them, they just reminded me of me and my friends growing up in Egypt. And it, I was just so excited because I haven't seen young Arab women like that on screen. Normally they're victimized or there's some, you know, they like cry in a corner. <laughs> and <laughs> that's yeah. uh, this, they felt like people I knew. And I just knew I was the right person to make the film. I thought, oh, I could just imagine myself not doing this and going into the cinema and it not being everything I know in my heart it could be and feeling so disappointed that it's a missed opportunity. And then I just knew I had to do it. So I put this project I've been working on for six years on ice um, to drop everything to, to go hard for this and to do it. I'm glad you did. I bet you're glad you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I am. It was, it was an incredible journey. And casting two real-life sisters, um, can you talk to me about that decision? Yeah, so um, I had initially wanted Syrian actresses. Um, I knew that I needed native Arabic speakers because of the bilingual nature of the film, and I wanted the Arabic acting to be just as um, authentic and good as, as the English portions. And so I was mainly trying to audition young Syrian women, but the paperwork situation for many of them with their varying degrees of refugee status outside Syria um, and the complications of filming in all our countries that we were filming in meant that it wasn't going to be possible for me to find people that could do that. So we expanded the search quite quickly to the other Levant countries and the rest of the Arab world. And Manal had been in some independent Lebanese films I'd seen, and had, um, she auditioned. First she didn't want to because she had a water phobia and couldn't swim, and so wow. the, the log line was scaring her. But we eventually convinced her that um, she should come and audition. And it, I thought of her when I first read the script because she had like a similar feisty, rebellious streak that Sarah has. And it, um, so we were talking about sisterhood when she was auditioning. She mentioned her little sister, who wasn't an actress and was studying to do a master's in literature in Paris. And it, I said, do you think we could convince her to come and audition as Yusra? And it, uh, and I was like, well, I'll ask her. Let's see. We sent her the script. Um, she read Yusra's book and she decided to come. And when I saw them together, their screen test, their chemistry was so amazing. It was just a no-brainer. I felt like I'd found the Lebanese version of the Mardini sisters. So I'd found in them the same dynamic, really. It's amazing, really. I'm getting chills just listening to you talk about that because it feels like so many wonderful things fell into place or you, you fostered them as well. And what a genius idea of yours to go, let's get the sister along, you know. And see what yeah, and she like. couldn't swim either. So, um, you know, neither of them could Gosh. swim, so they had to learn from scratch. Literally their first um, swimming lesson was putting their face in the water. Hi, we're swimmers and we need training twice a day. We'd like to swim for your club, please. I'm sorry, what? We both swam for our country in Syria, and I even competed in the World Championship. I went to Russia, and this is a real swimming club, yes? I mean, people train to be professional here because I want to go to the Olympics. My father was training us. I wish I could help you, but the club is full. I'm, I'm I told them already. Yeah, have a good day. Have a nice day. Have Thank you. Day. Wait, I swim 200 meter freestyle in 212 and 100 meter butterfly in 109. Butterfly in 109. Yes. Is she kidding? No, no, she swims, she swims. Talk to me about directing them. I mean, 
as sisters, were there moments that you captured you felt that was kind of their real relationship and you just went, I mean, how did you, did you direct much of that kind of physicality they have together as well, which is lovely? Yeah, I mean, it's naturally there with sisters. And with two people who aren't, you would orchestrate that much more. But with them, it was it was pretty much there. But of course, there's, there's a depth, there's a history. As a director, you're manipulating that slightly. Um, certainly with a first-time actor um, to, to get that performance. And you're also allowing it to serve the character, you know, that you've got on the page. So, you know, Yusra's... Um, uh, there's that line in the film where Sara says to Yusra, you know, you're soft on the outside, but hard underneath. And certainly without Sara and her leadership, they wouldn't have gone on that journey. Sara was the first one to jump in the water. Sara led the charge. And then it's, it was so interesting to me how she was the one who became more vulnerable when they arrived in Berlin and were lost. And that was when Yusra found her wings and kicked in and was able to really go for her swimming. So they complement each other in that way. As you say, it is so rare to see that kind of relationship explored on film, and I, I found it absolutely riveting and, and, and very, very authentic. I want to talk to you a bit about the, the tone of the film, because obviously it deals with some very serious um, traumatic subjects, and I was certainly crying in parts, but ultimately there's a real sense of hope and a focus on, for me, compassion and bravery, um, what kind of themes were important for you to bring out and to, for, to stay with the viewers? I really didn't want to make like a Schindler's List type movie about the refugee crisis, you know, because they were 17 and 20. And um, I wanted to really allow the audience to go on this journey with them and to show them in all their three-dimensional yeah. <laughs> glory. Um, and so very early on when I met Yusra and Sara, I was I said to Yusra, I said, well, I said to Yusra, Sara, Mana, and Natalie, give me your playlists. I want to know what you're listening to and what were you listening to in Syria at that time. And so Yusra was a huge Sia fan, and that was what really inspired her with her swimming. And they were, you know, clubbing to it in Damascus. So often in cinema, the Middle East is beige, and like you have this impression of it as this like other world that's grey and beige. But having lived in Cairo myself and, you know, lived in Beirut and travelled to all different cities, it's a colourful place and it's full of life. And the way the war came to Damascus, it wasn't like it was in Aleppo or Homs. People were trying to carry on with normal life. So Yusra and Sara were trying to be teenagers at that time. Um, you know, they were having the teenage experience that any other young teenager was having, despite mortars dropping around them. To move forward, but not allowed to give up. And so, when Yusra first saw that first cut of the film, she was saying to me, Thank you for that titanium scene where we're dancing in the club and the mortars are dropping at the same time, because that was exactly what it was like. You know, I don't want to say this in front of my parents, but a mortar dropped in the street next to me, and I just saw the chaos, and everybody was like screaming and running. And then I turned a corner and met up with my friends and went out. And it's that coexistence with war that was specific to Damascus and maybe in the Beirut-Lebanese um, civil war they had as well um, that I wanted to portray and to show a more honest and realistic portrayal of these young Arab women on screen and the Middle East on screen. Um, so that was something very important to me, as was the fact that Yusra and Sara became the heroes that they became because they were given freedom. And in that part of the world, 
war turns everything on its head and the normal patriarchal structures and societal structures for women are broken. And so a 17 or 20 year old girl can go off on an adventure. You know, young Arab girls aren't allowed to have a road movie because they're not allowed that freedom of the open road to sleep under the stars, to make a decision of whether to turn left and right. And I left Egypt when I was 16 and um, sometimes I think if I didn't leave at that age um, and come to the UK, maybe I wouldn't have been, been a filmmaker. You know, all my cousins have arranged marriages. There's a certain expectation in that society. Um, and there comes a point where perhaps a husband or um, uh, some man in the family says, you shouldn't be wearing a swimsuit and competing with, uh, alongside men. So for me, there was this inner liberation for these young women in that they were able to kind of fly. I love your first film, by the way, um, My Brother the Devil, incredible. Hold up. Come on, harder, little man. Feel like a butterfly, sing like a bee. Feel like a bee, man. Sting like a bee. What the fuck? <laughs> Baba's gonna kill us. I'm curious to know, you mentioned your journey to becoming a director. Were there any other filmmakers that inspired you or female-focused films that really turned you on to filmmaking? So I came to filmmaking quite late <laughs> because I didn't realise it was an option. So um, I was in university studying something completely different when I had this eureka moment. So it was actually through photography and writing poetry that I ended up coming into film because my big passions were always poetry and photography. And I was thinking to myself whilst I was studying Arabic grammar and I was studying Middle East politics actually at university, this isn't really me. What am I doing memorizing all these grammatical constructions? Um, I don't have a brain for it. What am I doing with my life? Um, the only times I've ever been happier when I'm taking photos or writing poetry. What on earth job would combine poetry and images, words and images combined in a beautiful way? And then I had this like light bulb moment and I was like, that's film. Um, and so then it was a journey of how to get to it, but that took 10 years, um, but... <laughs> That's so cool, I love that thought, you know, and, and it's wonderful to see people having that eureka moment and realising what they're meant to do. What were the challenges of making The Swimmers and getting it to the screen? I'm sure there were COVID-related challenges, but also thematically, um, as you said, it is quite rare to see two young you know, women in the centre of the story like this. Were, were there any challenges of actually getting that? made? Yeah, um, you know, uh, Netflix were very open to allowing me to make the film I wanted to make and I genuinely um, was able to and they supported all my decisions like having a lot of the film in Arabic and casting native Arabic speakers and um, things that, you know, as a filmmaker I'm always fighting for authenticity and that's, it was strange to be with an organisation that understood where they have a global audience, they understood that requirement and they supported it. So, you know, that was a wonderful thing. The challenges were mostly that it was a, a large portion of it was a road movie and every day we were at a new location and we had such ambition. And even though it's, it's an epic film, the budget wasn't that huge, you know, epics are made for millions and millions more than our budget. So it was always that struggle to get that across. Um, and filming in water with children and animals and uh, the whole world, <laughs> on the, the whole road, list, yeah, whilst wearing things. masks. Oh my gosh! 
<laughs> it must feel an incredible sense of achievement now. It's out there and I know it's got playing really well with audiences. What kind yeah. of reactions have you had from people that have really sort of made a mark on you? Mainly just how moved everyone is and how it stayed with them. That's been the joy. You know, I've had a lot of messages um, from people and also people reaching out. So we had a world premiere in Toronto and people came up to me in the street after the screening. Um, there's a lot of audience goers in Toronto, so they have very big cinemas there. So ordinary people saw it and they were saying how it really stayed with them and um, how moving it was and how it really made them think about themselves and their, their comfort in their own lives and made them really want to help people. That's what I really love is that, that kindness and, and encouraging that. And, you know, I don't like to generalise, but I'm about to. Um, but yeah, I do feel that a lot of female directors are are tackling this kind of subject at the moment. Um, you know, kindness, compassion, community spirit, being good to one another. Is that something you've always felt as an intrinsic part of your filmmaking? I mean, you're all, you always put yourself in your films. I was hoping to bring an audience close to refugees. I think refugees are often seen as an other. You see it on the news and you change the channel. And, you know, we're so used to having sympathy, but I think empathy is more powerful. And if you can walk in another person's shoes, um, that was what I tried to do, was to make the film an emotional experience for the audience so that they were on the journey with the sisters. Even the lenses we chose were these handmade uh, lenses that had a lot of, um, imperfections in the glass so that they were the most opposite to the high definition you see sh the news images shot with. Um, everything was to make it more emotive. I had this idea that everything above water was reality but underwater was the subjective and the unconscious and a place of memory and fears and dreams and so we were able to visually translate that, that every time we're underwater you go into this other world that's uh, an emotional world and then above, world, above water is reality. Um, so it was always me trying to take us behind that. Filmmaking is always political, even what stories get told, what the narrative is, what gets financed and made, where you choose as a director to put the frame, it's a political act, but you never want the politics to be with a capital P. And, you know, you hope it's submerged for the water, <laughs> but keeping the water themes. Very good. I wanted to find the light in the pain and the laughter in the darkness. and. When you go on that journey with your sibling, the only way you get through the toughest times is with humour. And that's who Yusra and Sara are. It says so much about the human spirit. That really appealed to me about the film because, as anyone knows, if you've had dark moments, there is humour often yeah. and, and light. Often the and, funniest times in life yeah. are also the darkest moments. Often on film that is not portrayed. So thank you for doing that so credibly. And it made, made it much more of a profound experience for me, seeing that. Yeah, it's like kind of tragedy and comedy. They're, they're, it's so interlinked. Exactly, exactly. Um, what are you up to next? So I'm already shooting another film. <laughs> <laughs> We're a week in, it's called Unicorns, and um, it's an indie film, small indie film, um, a real passion project, and yeah, we're, we're kind of filming it at the moment. Is, was that the six-year one that's been put on hold or is it a different thing? No, yeah. that's a different thing. So you're nice and busy. So that one's yeah. going yeah. to come soon. Yeah, people um, say, oh, there's quite a gap between your first and second film. And uh, I've been working solidly the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I can't wait to see all your next works. And do please come back on Girls on Film and tell us all about it. And yeah. in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us to talk about The Swimmers. It really is a tremendous film. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Sally El Husseini. My next interviewees are Lebanese sisters Natalie and Manal Issa and Olympic swimmer Yusra Mardini, whom Natalie plays in the film. Hey, hey, um, what's her name? 
Yusra Mardini. Yeah, and I'm Sarah. Who are you? Sven. Thank you, Sven. Nice to meet you. When did you all first meet together? Me and Natalie met um, before, uh, very shortly before she started filming. Uh, she really wanted to meet me, to get to know me, and she she came all the way to Hamburg, where I lived. We talked about everything in life, basically, uh, <laughs> from what we want to study, to our ambitions, to our romance, everything. Yeah, uh, it was just clicked so quickly. It wasn't sort of like a, of an interview. What was your journey? How no, was it? It was really like two friends meeting and talking about our life now, currently. Of course, we talked a bit about the journey, but it was really chill. It was more interesting to know her, how she was now. That's so lovely. And and the, the bond that you two obviously have on screen is, is perfect. And can you talk to me a little bit about your real life sisterhood and re relationship and how that helped your performances? I think our sister, real sisterhood look a lot like Sarah yeah. and Yusra because um, uh, as uh, we're seven years apart, I am 30 years old, she's 23 years old. And I basically did university, she was still in school. So we didn't, we know we love each other, she's my little sister, but we never get time to spend a lot. So we had it uh, once in another film that we did before, mm -hmm. but it was like just 10 days and this film. And uh, now it also what's funny is that when we met in London, it had been one year we haven't seen each other yeah. because she was in Lebanon. I was like all over the world. And like we had to reconnect. We had mm. to know each other again because I grew up, she grew up. We've been through a lot and we had to know each other better. And we reconnected. And this movie also allowed us to be more close. We were spending so much time, all the time together. Mm. It was so beautiful how we connected again. Yeah, and I, we had to do it together. And it's like when before I had my life, she had her life. We had one life to, to, together. together, like what happened to you mm. when you went on the journey. And I think Yusra had yeah. a life, Sarah had a life, and they yeah. had to be together for the journey. So yeah, we lived the true. same thing. Yeah. Uh, wow, it's, it was mirroring it, really. Mm. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yusra, do you want to talk a bit more about that and that astonishing journey you went on with your sister? Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was incredible what the girls did. I, uh, it was very, very helpful that they come from a very similar background. They come from Lebanon, uh, and they went through a lot as well, where they experienced, you know, electricity cottage, water cottage and everything. Um, obviously, um, Lebanon in, in general, just uh, uh, from the system and everything is very similar to Syria, so they really get what happened. Um, and uh, the journey is not very unfamiliar to them, and that was very, very helpful. Probably they had many Syrian friends that went through that too, or mm. Lebanese and as well. In 2006, we had to leave yeah. Lebanon so because of the yeah. Israeli war in Lebanon. Yeah. We had to leave yeah, so we didn't. Yeah, you know, we had we, we had papers, exactly. French papers also. So we it, we had we lived through this this connection of the country yeah. that we could understand. Yeah. yeah, like just to be how mm. you being banned in certain way from your country, even though you love your country so so much, and you we would have never imagined to leave Syria. And uh, when that happened, just um, yeah, it was heartbreaking for us. We were just young, and mm. I think. That when you're young, you have a naive side that keeps telling you you can do it all. And I think that's what helped us on, on, on the journey. Um, and what that's what helped us, you know, to be brave enough to try and um, and obviously survive. And when you're in a, in a situation where it's a life or death matter, obviously the human nature, you're going to do everything to survive. 
and that's exactly what the, what we did and um you know again they come uh, from Lebanon they're Arabic they uh, we connected very very quickly Manal and Natalie did a great job like I was looking forward to criticize Natalie a lot but <laughs> I because like, like you know you say ah oh, no one's like me anyone in the world is gonna be like mm. oh no she no she's not me but uh, she did a great job where we're so so similar and she understands the way I think she understands she put hard work both of them to just understand the character like our characters and what we went through and that was very very important and to them I think it's uh, you know a very very important project as well and was close to their heart too mm. that's that was very helpful yeah. mm. do you want to speak to me a little bit about the challenges of playing a real life person who you've spent time yeah, with and it's yeah it's a huge responsibility and to jump on what she was saying when she told me she loved it it was a huge weight that went off of me because i had her in my mind the whole time it's it's a, a great story that i wanted to do as soon as i read the script and I, it's a physical and emotionally really hard movie like it's really like physical and everything so to prepare to swim to an Ol- to be like an olympian swim- olympic swimmer to to play someone who lived war who had to leave his country it was really like a huge hard work to do and i'm proud of it it it, it showed me a lot of my strength i learned a lot about myself through yusra I learned a lot about my sister through Yusra and the fact that she was playing my sister as a sister was amazing. And it just grew our confidence through each other. And look, we're holding hands. <laughs> and you know why we're holding hands? Because it became so natural now. No, and it's just Manal is became my best friend. Not only is she my sister, but she's my best friend now. That is so lovely. She's a great partner in acting. We don't always get the chance to have good partner, great partners to act with. So it was, I was really lucky to act with her. One day, I want to swim in the Olympics. Escalated out of control. We need to go. Would any of you like to talk to about working with Sally in particular because she's got such a strong vision, hasn't she? Yeah, um, I will just talk about a small thing because they have the biggest experience with her. Um, um, you know, I met her and. Um, Sally, you, when you talk to her the first time, you, she comes off as shy. She is a little bit shy. She has this side. But what she did with the movie was really incredible. She was very open-minded to criticism. She, she, From what I heard from the girls, she wanted to make a, a movie that would change a lot for refugees around the world. When I talked to her about like some scenes that I didn't like, she was like, I love your story and I want to portray it, but this is not only my main focus. The main focus is to show the struggle of millions of refugees around the world. If this didn't happen to you, it happened to many other refugees, many other females on the way, and that's why I want to put it in. And I was like, okay, I understand totally. Um, yeah, she is really incredible. She wants to learn. She wants to improve. She uh, put a lot of effort with the girls and with the cast, with the team. She also told me I was uh, I had an interview with her yesterday, and she was saying how like she did so many th- tweaks to the to the script, where she co-wrote it in the end with Jack because like he was like, go on here, <laughs> help me, <laughs> you know. Mm. So I think in general, just the team was amazing, and and Sally was a great fit. Yeah, and Sally was the main reason why I did the film, because at the beginning, when I received it, 
Yusra knows also how people like to take advantage of stories of the yeah. others. So when I saw two girls going to Germany through the sea, I said, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And then the second time, I was like, I don't know how to swim. Leave me alone from all this. <laughs> then Sally called me and I was like, I'm so stupid. I could have missed this film with this wonderful woman. And I accepted it because of her vision and because she's not, she, she really likes Yusra. She loves them first. So, and also she will love me and she will love the, the other actors that ended up being my sister. Yeah. She will love us. So this is the best film to work on. When there's love, there's a good film. For me, I don't believe we have to be... Uh, a film is made out of love. I don't believe yeah. it can be made out of anything. You can have all the money, you can have all everything. So Sally made me say yes for the film, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, Sally is amazing and she's really sensitive and she really looks at you and when she sees you're not feeling well, she comes to you mm. and she makes sure everybody's comfortable, everybody's feeling well while doing the movie. And it was wonderful because, because we needed also her support to be able to mm. go through all of it. And it, uh, I think I'm lucky to have started one big role with her because I learned a lot from her, how she directed me and everything. She was really understandable for us. Um, and she had a great vision. And just having someone to hear you is wonderful. Having someone that understands you is wonderful. And the fact that she trusted me since the beginning, even if not everybody trusted me. Because, you know, when you arrive new, I had to prove a lot to be able to mm. do this movie. I don't say it a lot, but I had to prove a lot to be, like, for real, to come in this industry. Yeah. And having Sally look at me and say to me that she saw the Yusra and me since the beginning, it's so beautiful. Mm. And ha having her trust is just beautiful. And it helped me build the character in a more confident way. Yeah, and Sally comes from an underground background yeah. of cinema, which is the best for me. And also, let's not forget, as it's feminist, Sally is a mother and I'm also yeah. a mother. And this also pushed me much more to... To, we had her yeah. son and my daughter on set with us oh, that's and brilliant. this was so good to, to be able to do this because the industry is not very supportive of mothers yeah. most of uh, the mothers they keep their kids away yeah. with nannies so with Sally we managed to make it possible to have our kids on set with us that sounds yeah. wonderful and harmonious. Mm -hmm. As you say, it is a feminist issue, isn't it? Childcare on set. We yeah. talk about this yeah. on the podcast. So mm -hmm. it's really good to hear about that. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the words love quite a lot. Um, and, and that is obviously a message in the film. For me, there's so much compassion and kindness and, and bravery and things which seem so important especially at the moment. What were the messages of the film for you? I mean, maybe a strange question asking you, because it's your life, but um, what are you hoping that people will take away from it emotionally? We really want people to understand that um, refugees are forced to leave their countries, even if they made the choice. I made the choice to leave my country with my sister because um, I got... I got tired of just knowing that I'm going out of the apartment, not knowing uh, if I'll go back alive. I, I just, it, it, it was breaking my heart. I was young and naive. I would go even outside in the war and it's fine for me. But I, it, it breaks my heart to see my mom and lots of mothers just not knowing if their kids will come back alive or fine. Sometimes you're in the building sleeping and then there's a bomb attack and that's it for you. So honestly, I just want people to understand that if we could have made, you know, if, if me or my sister or any other refugee um, could have made it in Syria, we would have stayed. But we had to do this journey um, for um, for our future kids, for our families, for ourselves. Um, it was not an option anymore to live in a country where 
um, you did not feel safe. And mm. um, the movie shows the struggle of becoming a refugee, the uh, the struggle of being okay with being with being called a refugee. I struggled with it so long. You can see in the movie because I wasn't educated well about it. Like, I don't think in Syria or Lebanon you're educated about refugees in a good way. Like, in general, all around the world, I think it should be put in the educational systems so kids can understand what a refugee is, how to deal with them, that it's not bad to be different, different is unique. Um, and we really hope that we will create something um, and we will push the governments and politicians to change the systems to the better, that this, mm. this movie is going to change really the lives of millions and not just, you know, a few. Yeah, hopefully. It starts with people anyway. You know, <laughs> when they ask me this question, I'm like, people are scared of refugees. Yeah. They're scared of you yeah. as a person, even if you, yeah, they're scared of me, but I have a French passport. You know? Imagine yeah. how much people are scared. Maybe people will stop being scared. It would make a change. And uh, also to add to this, and I'm thinking of Sarah a lot, Sarah Mardini. Yeah. I miss her. <laughs> She's not here with us. And I hope it will help with the case. Yeah, she has a case. Yeah, uh, with the case with her and Sean and everyone else who was arrested wrongly and yeah. Lesbos as a human traffickers when they were trying to help. So yeah. I, uh, we send them all the love and hopefully yeah. it will help. Us too. I mean, that was a very shocking postscript to the film yeah, mm -hmm. to hear, you know, your sister's brave and trying to help and potentially punish. She has always been. I mean, since we were young, mm. you, you, she would go out and and I think Manal is very similar to Sarah. They are, I think both of them, if they saw someone in need, they will literally like if she saw someone cold, she would take her pullover and give it to them, you know, mm. and this is like. She's very, um, she has so much hope in life and she's, um, she's a wild, wild woman. And I learned a lot from her and I love that she was so different than I am. And uh, because of her, I, I, I have the voice that I have today. And in general, she, her intentions are always pure. And she really, really, really wanted to help and went back to Lesbos where it is. I told her she doesn't even, like sometimes she, she thinks that's normal. Like she also um, worked with uh, um, uh, with Human Watch. She, she you know, she uh, she was on the ship just saving refugees again, and that was just crazy. I'm like, that's brave. I don't have. I I can't do that. I, like right now, I can't because it is traumatizing. So um, I really respect her a lot, and I I hope this will be over soon for her because. Um, you know, she has us, and we, yeah. as as we mentioned, as you mentioned, there was so much love on set that everyone really became a family. Yesterday, we had an event, and I realized that I'm really, really lucky to have met all of them because, mm. honestly, I know that they're gonna care for me for the rest of my life, and the same for Sarah and everyone else. Yeah, because we're alike. Yeah, I think we also all all of us we what we care about is being well. Yeah, also. we just want to help people as well because mm. we know we went through a lot and we're well now and we're fine and we're in a place where we can help others. And I think we owe that to our parents because they raised us well, I guess. <laughs> they certainly did. What's next for all of you at the moment? Obviously, you're on a journey with this film and that's the priority. I'm going to start studying. I'm going to study uh, TV and film production and it's going to be for the next four years of my life. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, I, I also launched my own foundation, which is going to help refugees all around the world. It's going to focus um, on helping refugees uh, from the educational and the sports side. I launched it in Germany and the U.S. 
Um, yeah, we have some work with the movie to do, and uh, I love. I hope one day I'll get to act as well because I love acting. I love entertainment. I don't know one day maybe I'll act with them. Who knows? That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love to have yeah. you all back on the podcast for a future project. That would be great. <laughs> uh, me, um, for so after shooting the swimmers, I had the chance to finish my studies finally in literature. I'm someone who loves to write, who loves to read, who loves the kind of like literary world, but. Being through the swimmers uh, made me realize how much I love acting too, <laughs> and what what I want to now is to have the chance to do movies where the character I feel connected to it. That I have the chance to do beautiful movies that will make me also learn a lot about um, this industry that is really crazy. And I'm curious. I love to try a lot of things, and mm -hmm. also writing maybe scripts. So it's nice to be in the cinema and bringing the writing fields mm. too. Great. Yes, we need lots of women behind the scenes exactly. as well as on camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a science person, so I I don't <laughs> like. Uh, I'm very bad at literature. Oh, me too. <laughs> but I'm gonna do my. I'm no, now the idea is to do my film to direct. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, because I've I've been doing acting since 2014. Yeah. And like, uh, there's not a lot of beautiful roles for women, to be honest. Sadly, I like this, uh, so I can speak about <laughs> yeah, all these yeah, things. Yeah. There's not a lot of beautiful it's roles true. of women, and most of the roles I receive, I feel like I have to carry all the weight on my shoulders to be able to be, exist as a human being in a film. I can't be just normal. So this is something bad in the industry that needs to change as soon as possible. Yeah. And shout out to Maria Schneider, if you know oh, her. I do, you yes, the film about yes. Maria Schneider, short film. I'm gonna do. Also a biopic on her life. Maria Schneider always used to say, say this since 1980. And the 80s saying, the roles of the woman are shit. Why do I always have to be in love? Why na na na? And nobody listened to her. And now this is happening. Yeah. This woman died, nobody listened to her, but you try to bring her back. And yeah, basically I wanna change something in the industry, the unfairness that happened, how the extras are treated. So this is the things I, I would like to do in the industry. I'm taking a break from acting because I received a script that I didn't like. So I'm doing my film. Hopefully I will it's get money. Amazing. If someone has money and is interested, <laughs> please uh, send me to manal.isa.progmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, I'm doing my film. Yeah. Uh, just to add something about uh, it's what, when we say we want beautiful roles, it's because we don't we, we got sent a lot of scripts. But unfortunately, mm. yeah, we don't like the roles and we don't want to do something we don't like. I think it's very like. hard to tell the swimmers though you know yeah it's, it's <laughs> the rules yeah. Yusra and Sarah are so it's, beautiful that's one of the reasons why we're so lucky we got the chance yeah. to play Arab amazing strong women and we hope that the next role we will get suggested a lot of strong women in the cinema and also women doesn't have to be strong we cannot be strong complex is what exactly. we go for girls Do we on have film. to always yes. be strong yeah boring Exactly Tell us, right. We already Thank have you. to be strong in life. Why do we have to be no, strong? No, but not always people? depending on someone, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Thank yeah. you for coming on Girls Thank and Film. You. It's Thank been a real so pleasure. Swim for me. For everyone who died trying to find a new life. Swim for all of us. That was Natalie and Manal Issa and Yusra Mardini. The Swimmers will release on Netflix on the 23rd of November. Girls on Film is an HLA production, brought to you by executive producer Hedda Archbold, producer Lydia Scott, audio editor Eliana J. Hamer and intern Ellie Hardy. 
Many thanks to our partners for this episode, The Swimmers. Speak to you soon. We have a home. Swimming is home.